the not so good, the bad, and yes, the ugly. These are three short stories shared about just extremely unpleasant, unpleasant experiences in my one-handed life. Hello, hello, my friends. Here we go. Podcast number 186. And you know what? This one's inspired by, yes, the Clint Eastwood movie he starred in. It's not his movie, but he starred in it. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I was thinking about some experiences, one-handed experiences, and three came up that have been with me most of my life. And I was thinking about a title, and it just hit me. The not-so-good, the bad, and the ugly. And as I mentioned, they're just, they're just experiences I've had in my one-handed life. Generally, no, certainly I love the way that I am right now. I, I enjoy not having two hands. I like how I feel in my body. I'm very comfortable with the way that I was born. So... Right now, shiny and bright, shiny and bright, indeed, indeed. But in the past, a little gloomy, a little bit not so good, a little bit bad, and has gotten quite, quite ugly. So I'm just going to share, I'm just going to share these experiences with you. Um, I usually don't like to push the negative. I don't really like to push the negative, but sometimes... It feels okay to share these stories. It feels okay to share these stories. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to go a little bit, I'm going to go a little bit backwards. Chapter one, the not so good. Finding work. I've I've had many podcasts about finding work and finding work as a one-handed guy was never easy. Only later in my life did it kind of even out what I want to say is get a little bit easier, but it has always been a challenge. And, you know, when I was 15, 16, looking for work, 18, all the way up until 27. Yeah, it really was just incredibly, incredibly unpleasant. But once I was living in Seattle, when I was living in Seattle, I was looking for work and I, I saw a sign that said help wanted on the outside. And I thought, OK, we'll give this a try. We'll give this a try. Physical labor can be, you know, different for, for people to understand that I can accomplish it. And I've noticed that I've just spent a lot of time dealing with other what other people believe is impossible or is a limitation for me. And, you know, it's just something that I've always dealt with. But I went into this bar. I must have been in my mid-20s, early Mid-20s. I think I was in mid-20s when I was living in Seattle. And, you know, all I wanted was a gig. I'll wash dishes. I'll be a bar back. I don't have to be tending bar. But I, I walked in and, and <laughs> I was like, hey, I saw the help wanted sign and I'm looking for a job. And the guy just gave me the deep eyeball, gave me the once over, looked me all over. And he said, you know, we don't hire handicapped people. And I thought, wow, bold. <laughs> really? really, truly bold, you know, and that I, I was like, okay, I've been through this a lot. I can deal with this. And then basically, I, I don't really want to work for someone that has that perception of me and my capabilities. I don't want to have to burn through that or try to overcome that. So it wasn't that big of a deal other than it was not so 
cool. It was not so good, right? It just was, it was uncomfortable and unpleasant. And it's just, just the way that he said it. We don't hire handicapped people. Just has always stuck with me. Always stuck with me. Chapter 2. The Bad. This experience, this experience I thought, when I recall on it, I just think it is, it is just so incredibly tragic. Incredibly tragic. And it's the only time anything like this has ever really, really happened to me that was, you know, physically kind of harsh. But I was walking, I was a lot younger. I think I was like 16, 18 years old. I was at home in South Bend, Indiana, uh, walking around the area that I lived. I might have been walking home from a friend's house. It was kind of late night. And, uh, you know, I was just walking on the side of the road and this truck was coming by. And so they were approaching from behind. They were approaching from behind. And, you know, as the, the vehicle was passing me, one of them threw a beer can that was slightly full and it didn't feel good when it hit me in the back because they were going pretty fast. And this guy, this guy threw that can at me and it, it hit me pretty hard. And then they were laughing and said, oh, you one-armed bastard. <laughs> yeah, that one, you know, that one, that one was bad. <laughs> that was bad. I giggle a little bit, but... You know, that's an experience that I have never forgotten. And it just seemed so randomly bigoted, just like random bigotry. It, just calling me out for no reason. And then, you know, I've done a podcast on this. I have two arms. I just don't have two hands, right? But it was just, it really, you know, they were making fun of me. It was like adult bully smack, that kind of thing. And they they got a big kick out of it, you know, stepping on someone, making someone look bad, all that kind of stuff. And it just really resonated. Mm, just incredibly unpleasant, incredibly unpleasant. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those thoughts. I just it has never left me. I don't dwell on it that much, but it does show up. It does show up. And I think this may have been the first time I've ever shared it. In my podcast. Yeah. Very, very uncool. Chapter three. The ugly. This experience happened when I was very young. Probably seven. Maybe seven or eight. Uh, maybe a little younger. Could have, yeah, could have been six, seven, or eight, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. And we used to, my family used to visit this household. Uh, and they had some younger kids there. I never really got along with them that well. I was a, I was a little confused when I was a kid. I didn't understand a lot. So, yeah, it was, it was very, very challenging. But I just remember I was talking to the boy and his sister was there. And they were like... He asked, somehow we got on the thing about what we wanted to do when we grew up. You know, we were seven, nine, maybe he, they were nine, 10 and 12, something like that. And, uh, you know, I just mentioned that I wanted to be a professional baseball player, which is the dream of many a boy child in the United States. And I grew up playing baseball 
I have so many just fond memories of playing baseball with all my Indiana friends in those Indiana towns, just having a good old time. Good old time. And uh, yeah, that was a dream for me. And then at that age, it, it wasn't a dream that seemed so impossible. You know, the only thing that really stopped me, other than not being tall enough, <laughs> was other people's perception of what I can and can't do. Right. But I, I remember telling them that I wanted to be a, a professional baseball player with a lot of glee and joy and excitement. And this kid, man, he just scolded and screamed at me in such a condescending voice. I This is like the first time I've ever experienced anything of this nature at that level, at that level. He just, you know, screamed at me so pejoratively, just so wrongly. I mean, it was just so blank and disgusting when I really think about it. He's like, you, you'll you never be able to be a professional baseball player because you don't have two hands. And you know what? This kid meant it. Yeah. Uh, I was, that slightly traumatized me when I was a kid. Not so much what he was saying. It's just how he said it. He was just so mean. I just remember crying to my mom. Oh yeah, that was just, that was a horrific drag. That was a horrific drag. And that's when I was young. You know, I'm telling these stories going backwards, right? Uh, and, you know, those are simply parts of my life. Those are the threads that create the, the tapestry of Dro, of Alejandro, of me, Andro, whatever whatever name you call me by. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they can hurt, you know? That kind of stuff hurt. But it doesn't hurt me now. Because I, I actually enjoy, I like not having two heads. I like who I am. And I it took me a long time to understand that most people just project what they think is impossible on me. That's their limitations about what I can do. And then at a deeper level, I think it's really limitations they put on themselves that they project upon me. And just because someone else thinks something is impossible for me does not mean that is actually true. All it means is that's what they think. And I'll tell you what, I ain't having none of that no more. Nah, nah, Drowy don't play that. Now nah, that's done. You can believe whatever you want. The only person telling me what I can and can't do is me. What I can accomplish or not. It's all up to me. So that was a big breakthrough when I was a kid. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Okay, my friends, that's all. I just want to share with you a little bit about the not-so-good, the bad, and the ugly of life with one hand. You know, it, it can be a little rough, but I'll tell you what, right now it's all rainbows, rainbows and unicorns and flowers flying out of my, flying out of my shoes. I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Because this is the life I got, my friends, and it is a, it is a one-handed life. And with that, my friends, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out. I'm going to check out podcast number 186, uh, December 1st. This is going up. This is the recording on December 1st, going up on December 2nd. We're coming into the, the you know, the, the, the standard holiday seasons, my friends. Let's just mask up America. Let's make America great again. And as my mama likes to say, stay safe, be cool. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.